Hello. Hi, Michael. Hey, Abby. Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone out in internet land. Mm -hmm. In the great wide world. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. How are you? It's been so long since I've talked to you. Like, too long. It's, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm a little tired. Just it's the end of my work day. So, um... My brain is like, hey, it's the end of your work day. And I'm like, I know. We're going to we're gonna keep going. Right? And your brain's like, wait, no. I, I thought we were done with the thinking portion <laughs> of the competition. I'm trying to convince it that this will be fine. And it's just not on board yet. But how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I um, I, I had a, a, an emotionally draining day at work. I'm and sorry. then I, I came home just like ready to to be like creative to like bake a little and like you know do this with you and then um i got i, I went to the pharmacy and just like everything went wrong just, no. <laughs> just like the train was like oh you know what we're not gonna go to the pharmacy like we're just gonna take a completely different route like mm. this is no longer an m train we've just decided it's you know what we don't know what this is and then i got to the pharmacy and they were like um, this is going to cost $700 million, right? That's cool. And I was like, uh, mm -mm. Mm -mm. insurance. And they were mm -mm. like, what is insurance? And we don't, we've never heard of insurance. Um. And then I was like, well, <laughs> all right. Okay, cool. So let's, let's get that straightened out. And then they were like, uh, oh, this one, we didn't fill it right. We thought you needed only a third of the number of pills you actually do. And so I was just like, is this... Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right? Like, I, I had a whole plan to, like, you know, bake. And I had a big block of cheese that I was going to work my way through. Yeah, you and were pretty adamant about the night cheese. I, oh, <laughs> I bought this beautiful marbled New York extra sharp cheddar block at um, Trader Joe's. Oh, and it's just, yeah, no, I really was just going to, like, Liz lemon it out and <laughs> sink into that that block of cheese but oh, CBS was like you know what would be more fun is spending 45 minutes on hold with your insurance <sighs> so yeah anyway so there's still that cheese over there uh, and I'll get to it but we're here and we're, we're here. surviving we've and, made it you know the fact That's... that we've shown up, I feel like, counts for a lot. Showing up is half the battle, right? True roof. So, hey. So, shout out for showing up. Mm-hmm. Shout out for showing up. Um, so, since I last spoke to you, um, have you made anything fun? Have you made anything not fun? Hopefully, you've made something fun. <laughs> So here, here's where I'm at. Here's here's my iOS press release. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> since like since I've been like on this journey of feeling new things pretty consistently, um, and like figuring things out, just like in a season of life where I'm figuring things out and it's new and different. I'm in definitely in like transition. I can't bake <laughs> right now. Like it's not uh it's not there. Like I made, I did make salted uh, chocolate chunk cookies last week um, from Deb Perelman's um, recipe on Smitten Kitchen. Smitten Kitchen? Mm. Yes, it's fail-proof and lovely, and I love it. Um, and it they were good and satisfying. 
but like I I don't know it's just like not there right now because I'm a person who bakes emotionally and do everything turns out everything emotionally um so but I can't because I'm like in this weird like transitional period of my life I can't take a part of it and put it into baking because it I feel like it would not come out <laughs> like I wish it, I wish I could bake to like help me along but I I feel yeah. like I need to be like a little more stable emotionally to be cool to bake and I'm not and not to say that I'm like falling apart it's just like things are just in transition it's not a big deal so that's that's me that's where I'm at <laughs> just in general okay but I realized that and I was like I should probably tell them <laughs> so is this not to like play therapist but is this it's it, it doesn't sound like that's what this is but is this one of those situations where you're like waiting for everything to be right and then while you're waiting you miss the journey you know how we've talked about that before right yes no it's like and it doesn't sound like that but i just wanted to check i just feel like i might put salt instead of sugar and like uh, sugar, uh, sugar instead of salt like it would just not be it would it would like reflect my emotional state and it would okay. be like this is good but it salty like your tears like you right uh, um <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, no, I'm not definitely like holding off until everything in my life is perfect. I just need to move out of this little area of life and then I think I'll be a little better. Okay. Okay. What have you, have you made anything? I feel like you're on kind of a roll. You made like a whole chicken just casually. I, uh, I have been on, um, yeah, I've made lots of things. I didn't, I didn't cook for like a solid two weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, I was just like in this state of um, takeout and restaurants. And partial of that, part of that was because um, I went to Las Vegas with my mom and my brother. Oh, yeah. And um, my brother turned 21, which is. What? That's not So even crazy because. Legal. Um, how? Yeah. I, I, He's not allowed. I wasn't leaving. Just, uh, he didn't ask anyone. Right? Like, I I thought... Anyway. Uh, so that was just incredibly rude. But we went to Las Vegas and had a lovely time and um, totally pigged out just uh, buffets and restaurants and casino snacks. Um, and then I got back and I was still just kind of like in vacation hangover mode. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of takeout and just a lot of like... Um, uh, you know, who in the office has food that I can munch on? <laughs> like, what you got? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, what, what, what are you sharing with the class? So um, I finally went to the grocery store and bought my actual groceries. Nice. Uh, and I made a chicken because I spent uh, this past Friday night in. I stayed in on, on Friday, which is, like, not super unusual, but um, – there was just a lot going on, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to exclude myself from that narrative and roast this whole chicken. It was so good. I love roasting a chicken. Um, Same, actually. As I know, I've spoken about on this podcast probably too many times. Um, yes, you, not too many, but we are very like aware. We are abreast of the situation. <laughs> See, I roasted a little chicken. It was great. And then while I was doing that, I was also working on a cake because my roommate threw a Halloween party at my apartment, which was super fun and super cute. He did a fantastic job of decorating. Um, And um, I had been wanting to make this cake for a long time. 
And then I, I just felt like I didn't ever have the, I didn't never have the, wow. I felt like I <laughs> never had the, like the right venue or right reason. And it was an Ursula the Sea Witch Cake, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Yes, who, it was beautiful. Thank you. Who? Yeah, so Ursula's just like, like an important role model for me growing up. <laughs> A role um, model. <laughs> like, really and truly just a role model. It's like, okay, so here's, like, a big, beautiful woman who knows what she wants. You know what I mean? Like, she has a plan to get it. She got the deal in writing. She went to lengths to protect her investment. Uh, well. <laughs> I a never saw it model. that way. Role model. I never saw it that way. Like, to this day, <sighs> she still scares me. Not because of... It's just... It, yeah, like it, it overwhelmed my soul as a, like, a small <laughs> child. <laughs> Me too, but in a good way. Um, so the cake itself was pretty basic. It was chocolate cake. And then, um, oh, I recently discovered fig butter, oh. which is just like fig jam, fig, yeah. mm-hmm. fig filling. Mm-hmm. So I took this chocolate cake and then I did, uh, I filled it with um, fig butter in the middle and salted caramel sauce. That's a really good combo that I didn't know I needed. Um, and then I covered it in my usual Italian meringue buttercream. The Ursula inspired part, the fun part came in that I made modeling chocolate and uh, yes, yeah, shaped them into the form of tentacles that look like Ursula's tentacles. And then I just kind of, um, modeled them and positioned them around the cake. So it kind of looked like she was, um, uh, encircling this cake in, in capture. What's the word I want? She was. Surrounding this cake. I don't know. There's pictures on the usual places. <laughs> yes. That will do a much better job of getting the point across. But it was my first time working with modeling chocolate, which is just white chocolate and corn syrup and food coloring um, that you knead together for a while. It is a workout. Um, yeah. And uh, it's because I wanted to sculpt things, but I don't like the way fondant tastes. Um, same actually yeah yeah and so these this tastes just like um, like a super sweet white chocolate which is still you know not maybe I'm my go to flavor but it's much much better than fondant um, so yeah so it was super tasty and it looked uh, it looked really cool because it's like 3D and there's like you know stuff it's like stuff hanging <laughs> off things are happening like yeah it's an, it's an active cake um, and people were like blown away so that's always good right i always mm-hmm. I, I love a good reaction um, yes yes you do <laughs> and so yeah so i'm glad my roommate threw this halloween party because like literally when else would i make an ursula the sea witch cake you would make it on in like tuesday are <laughs> we is that not i'm just saying <laughs> you're totally correct you're totally correct i wasn't um, even trying to like be shady i was just <laughs> No, but yeah, so modeling chocolate. I made modeling chocolate. I guess it's like the real, it's like the, that was like the new thing that I made. Um, and that's because like I had been wanting to make it for a while. Uh, it's really easy and versatile because apparently you can cover a cake with it like you would fondant or you can sculpt things. So there's like a lot of things. I don't know. I feel like a lot of new avenues opened up for me. <laughs> Good for you. Thank Trying you. New stuff. We're out here. We're showing up. Yes, I'm not. <laughs> it's fine. You'll show up when you're ready. It's exactly. Uh-huh. 
So it is Halloween season. Maybe you're listening to this on Halloween. Um, While we are recording, it is Halloween season. And so in the spirit of all things spooky, the main ingredient this week is kitchen urban legends. Okay, so these are not spooky, totally normal, kitchen <laughs> myths, old wives' tales, bad advice that we all get for whatever reason, and how we mm-hmm. can do better. So this all started because I was watching my roommate make dinner, and um, as he was making his pasta, I watched him put oil into his boiling water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him why, and he said it was because, so the noodles wouldn't stick together. Don't tell why. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) and so he put the pasta in, and then I came over to his pot, and I was like, all your oil is just pulled up at the top of your water. Just chilling. I was like, it's not going to help your noodles from sticking together. I was like, you could put it on after you boil your water, um, or after you, you boil your pasta. Yeah, totally. For, like, flavor and then, like, to help. Um, run from sticking together, but I was like, you know, what, during the boiling process, that oil is not doing anything for you. <laughs> no, like, no, you could, you should. I salt my water. Do you salt your water? I do. I salt my water because uh, I feel like it's gonna give it flavor, and Ina says to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, both are true, and they help. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um. So, yeah, so he told me that that was something that he just, you know, always learned. And I was like, but you can literally see it not working. (laughs) Right. It's just chilling. You can just see that oil doing nothing for those noodles on the top of your boiling water. And that got me thinking about what are these other weird things that we tell tell each other, tell our children Mm -hmm. um, in the kitchen. Um and so maybe you've encountered some of these, or maybe you haven't. I don't know. So let's say I just, I, I, I gathered a list. Okay. Um, and this, okay, so this first one always drives me crazy. That leaving a pit in your guacamole, leaving the pit from your avocado in your guacamole will prevent it from browning. Is it the air that makes it brown? Yeah. So like the, um, <laughs> the avocado turns brown just because it's exposed to air. And then it just like starts, like same thing like with an apple. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Would maybe lemon juice help it? Absolutely. Like it helps apples. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. If you put citrus in your um, avocado, something about the acid, like, stops the oxidation or mm-hmm. something. Um, and it prevents, it doesn't, like, totally stop it, but just like an apple, it really slows down that browning. The pit from an avocado will prevent browning from wherever... Whatever it's whatever part of the guacamole it's covering because it's blocking the air. Like li- literally, that's all the pit can do for you. Right. <laughs> and like, I but I see like so many people leaving the pit in their guacamole, and it's just like my roommate with the boiling water and the oil. Like, you can literally see it not working. Like still brown, still brown, still brown, still brown. <laughs> like I, it, it, that one's just. <laughs> I don't get that one. But yes, so if you really want to stop your guacamole from browning, lemon juice. Or lime juice. Yeah, um, lime juice, yes. Lime juice, which I think should be in your guacamole anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
searing meats seals the juices in. So that's one that I heard a lot. Um, but apparently that's not how that works. That's just not a thing. Like you can't seal juices in. Oh. Yeah. Well, damn. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you sear meat, you do give it like a nice crust. But all that crust does is make a crust. <laughs> okay. It's not sealing anything in. Um, and I think people are just reacting to that nice crust. And that's all there is to that one. Okay. But that's definitely one that I fell for. I Yeah, I, honestly, I'm still like, no, it, it do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think we might have discussed this one before. But there is like an ongoing persisting myth that you cannot wash cast iron pans with soap. Um, all of my family would tell you that. The entire... <laughs> Southern half of America will tell you that. So while that might be untrue, I'm still not going to wash them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is probably Continue, the most so. controversial one. So soap is not like inherently dangerous to. No, I mean I don't. Th- I don't even think that your food would taste soapy, like or like it would get into the iron or anything. Right. Um, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's something about grandmas, and they're like, "Listen, your pan <laughs> needs to be seasoned, so you just wipe out the food. Like you rinse it out. Like you don't just wipe it out. Like you rinse it right. out. Just no soap, and then you reseason it with lard, and the end. Like." On God, that's what you do. <laughs> um, Though I was taught, my grandmother, I watched her do like something similar. Um, and I always thought, I was like, okay, yeah, no, no oil because it's going to strip the seasoning. But, uh, or no soap rather because it's going to strip the, the seasoning. But if your pan is properly seasoned, nothing should be stripping that seasoning. No, it really doesn't go anywhere. Because I know I have scrubbed out cast iron pans with steel wool like the uh brillo pads right and that has soap in it and then i wash it out i, I do still read like i still will like put lard back in there and like set it in my oven um, right because i it's like it's ingrained <laughs> i will do that probably till the day i die um but yeah so i know i have washed out cast iron and it, they are they're still beautiful yeah and so the reseasoning part like that's legit so like i i, I looked into this one more and so mm-hmm. like that reseasoning is important especially if you okay. use soap um, but like the no soap never, that's not, I mean, if it's like, if I make, if I didn't make anything that was like, I wasn't frying anything mm-hmm. and there's like bits and guts of things like then, yeah, yeah I'll mostly just rinse it out and be cool. Same. But, um, you can't tell that to my grandma. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> it's definitely one of those like closely, fiercely held beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it is an American South thing. It's like, it's a thing. So, um, science be damned. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the South. They don't care about science. Has this worked for my entire life? Yes, get out of my face. Like, <laughs> all the science I need. <laughs> um, yeah. So, related to soap, lard, that's um and you and i have definitely discussed this before um and i 
I encounter this one a lot talking to other people. The belief that like all fats are bad, like across the board. Like, mm, this butter, is, I mean, no this good. has been disproven time and time again now. Yes. Um, because of, I mean, everything has been bad. Milk has been bad, and then they reneged, and then eggs are bad, and then they reneged. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Coffee is bad. They reneged. Like so, it's just. They're, of course, they're going to be like, butter is awful for you. No, it's, it's great. Put it in your coffee. And you're like, what? <laughs> so. Are you a butter in your coffee person? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I feel like butter in your coffee is not far from cream in your coffee. I understand the concept. Like, if. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know how I sound. <laughs> When I start to get, like, righteous on a subject, I'm like, listen, I start to use, like, weird, long words. Anyways, um, I, yeah, uh, I get it. Like, I'm on board. I understand how it could mimic cream. Just don't, maybe don't tell me. You know, like, if you, if you'd be like, mm, this coffee has butter in it, I'd be like, I'll take it back. Um, but if it had, if it looked creamy and I drank it and it tasted okay, I'd be fine. Because, like, don't you, like, whir it up and it's okay instead of having, like, a slick of butter on top of your coffee? <laughs> I would imagine. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, like, I I started drinking coffee, you know, like, yesterday. So, like, I I still don't. Yesterday. Yeah, literally yesterday, yes. <laughs> um, Yeah. I think uh, the keto fans, and they are a, true, they are a truer cult than Whole30. <laughs> um, the, the keto cult. Um is is real big on MCT oil in their coffee. What it's, is MCT oil? It's it's I don't I don't I'm not even going to look it up cuz I don't want to make myself make myself sad, but um it's just like a I don't know, some kind of oil that your body is cool with and works well in coffee and it apparently is like helps you lose weight and you can like see Jesus in the flesh and stuff. So Oh, um super yeah, yeah. Cool. So but then, okay, but that does bring us back to my original <laughs> point, was that not all fats are, not even any fats, are inherently unhealthy. Fat is one of, like, the main macronutrients, right, up there with protein and carbohydrates. And True. you need, you need fat, you need a healthy amount of fat to live and to survive and thrive. Um, the Mediterranean diet, which is high in healthy fats, like mm-hmm. omega-3s. Um, Yo, that's you know, why they live, like, That's long. why they live so long. That's why their hair is so thick and full. And Beautiful. why their skin is so damn dewy. Mm, it is actually very, It's the like, fat so in the olives and the cheese. Mm, yeah. And, you know. And the olive oil. The olive oil. Um, so, the fish. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, healthy yeah. fats. Omega-3s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying that the 54 grams of fat in the Big Mac is what's making the Greek people look so beautiful. Right. It's like, we gotta, fat. we gotta be real with each other. <laughs> right. Processed fat, like processed fats are not going to be good for you in any, any capacity. Right. Um, but healthy fats. Yeah, definitely. I learned, I was today years old when I learned that the food pyramid was a myth, was like set up by the FDA to basically sell food yeah it was like to sell cheap bread i was like what wait what because the government (laughs) had like been handing out all of these like um wheat subsidies and like grain subsidies and like everyone had all this grain they were like well how are we gonna move it and they were like oh you know the government should tell people to eat more grains and that's why bread's on the bottom of the damn food pyramid 
Yes. <laughs> like, it just, my mind is blown. Um, but we can thank our true first lady, Michelle Obama, for getting rid of the food pyramid and moving us towards um, My Plate, I believe is what the program was called. Oh, yeah. But, um, so, you know, she, uh, I don't mean, I'm going to say she did it personally, but like <laughs> you know, FDA or whatever, got rid of the food pyramid and they were like, envision a plate. And they were like, this much should be protein and this much should be fruits and vegetables. And just this little bit over here can be cake. <laughs> a little bit for cake. Just a little bit over that. Um, and then also they, they, you know, they have like several plates. Like, you know, if you're younger, you need more of this. If you're older, you need some more of that. You know? But yeah, the food pyramid, pretty much a total scam. Interesting. Like, I lo- I'm glad. I'm glad I learned about it because not to say, not to say I didn't know it was a myth. It was just like someone said it aloud today, and my brain was like, oh, "What?" <laughs> like I knew it, but I didn't know it at the same time. Yeah. Also, I like the phrase "I was today years old." <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite phrase right now. <laughs> yeah, I was today years old. <laughs> today years old. I'm Absolutely. gonna use that. <laughs> And like when it doesn't even apply, I'm gonna use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't be afraid of fats. Also, I just like I just any excuse for me to rail against like low fat cheese or low fat yogurt or I mean not yogurt, you low fat uh, like sour cream. Like mm-hmm. I would I, oh any like low fat product is just like is a lie. If they're lying to you, is a lie. It's a lie, and all they do is add sugar to like cover up the awful low fat taste. That's yeah, they're. If it's low fat, that means they had to, like, put chemicals in it to, like, get it to balance. Right. Or, like, some, like, sawdust to keep it all together. Like, just have (laughs) the full fat (laughs) version and just have less of it. It just, it's just, no. And also, low fat cheese should not exist ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Um, our next uh, Urban Legend, I learned the hard way. That not all the alcohol burns off when you're cooking with alcohol. A large portion of it, but not all of it. Uh, enough to notice? Enough to notice if you're like me and have a low tolerance. <clears throat> oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. So just, you know, be aware that uh, you can pour a bottle of wine and into your beef. Into your Bourguignon. That's the word I wanted. And mm. I was like, <laughs> it's not coming to me. And let it simmer for four hours. Uh, but you're still going to have like a glass of wine hanging out in there. So if you work your way through that sauce all by yourself, by the end of dinner, you will be reaching for the phone to call your ex. <gasps> oh. <laughs> not that I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> by any means. That caught me off guard. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, hypothetically speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, this is a huge one that, like, I I wasn't today years old, but I was okay. <laughs> older. That, like, MSG is fine? Yes, it is! Yes, it is. Like, totally fine. Like... It's basically it doesn't a flavor enhancer. Headache. It will not kill you. It's yeah. not going to incite a heart attack. <laughs> like in massive MS- quantities, pretty much anything will inspire exactly. Heart. Yeah, like, so. All it does is just make everything a little more savory. 
But it's not. Uh... And then like restaurants that are like no MSG, one hundred percent they're lying. Yeah, because yeah. and MSG why makes it taste good. I feel like there is like some systemic racism there because it's only geared towards Asian restaurants. Really? So, like, yes. Um, and I'm like, why is it? Why you can use it anywhere? Like you can use it as a flavor enhancer any anywhere in any restaurant. I'm just like, why do you have to? call out Asian restaurants for doing it. Right. One, because they're like smarter <laughs> for making it tastier. Um, right. And two, because they're Asian. Like that, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. There is this weird, like MSG stigma. That's yeah. at, like every Chinese and Asian restaurant. You don't understand. MSG is fine. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to yeah. make your Things food taste better. Good. <laughs> um, all right. And my last myth, which, uh, I also learned recently is that plastic cutting boards are not necessarily more sanitary than wood because wood has natural antibacterial properties. It does. It does. So, and and then when, um, what happens is plastic cutting boards often get, uh, you know, they get nicked and cut by knives and then Mm -hmm. the, uh, raw meat juice, yum, seeps into those <laughs> tiny nicks and just hangs out in your plastic cutting board. Hanging out. Yes. And there's no antibacterial properties in plastic. And you're responsible for the next salmonella breakout. You, Do you want to be responsible? Yes. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. We thought you cared about the earth. Well. That's not. Look at you and your red solo cups. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So wood cutting boards, uh, you know, just clean them in hot water and uh, finish them off with some nice mineral oil every now and then. Yeah. And they'll last forever and ever. Well, maybe not forever and ever, but. Honestly, pretty much. If you take care of it, it will will stick with you. It'll outlive you. Mm -hmm. Like a good cast iron pan Mm -hmm. that you can use soap on. Uh, Um, Do you know anything about like GMOs? If that's a myth or not. Okay, so I feel like, for whatever reason, as, like, a generally progressive person, I'm, like, on the opposite side of most people on this issue, and that I don't think GMOs are a big deal. Same. Like, um, they're, Sometimes, like... Uh, like, if, they, if, if you, like, breed a plant with another plant and make something new... Is that a genetically modified organism? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, but I feel like most GMOs are not even that. Most GMOs are just like, hey, we grew all this corn, and this corn over here we found was the most, like, hardy. So we modified our corn seeds so that they act just like this corn. Uh-huh. And now all of our corn is super hardy. And But for some reason, people, like, freak out about this. No jokes. Yeah, like... All the boxes are like, no GMOs, no trans fat, no. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, Yeah, and it's just, it's this weird, like, anti-science thing that comes from, like, other, like, progressive people. So, like, it's really weird to talk to people who are, like, progressive and who are like, mm-hmm. hey, we acknowledge climate change and we acknowledge, like, science. But, ooh, GMOs, no, bad, no, no, can't do like, it. Like, uh, cotton candy grapes. Yeah, GMOs gave us cotton candy grapes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a this is a GMO. Like, this cannot exist in nature, so they made it. And uh, like, thank you for cotton candy grapes. <laughs> ah, they're great. They're amazing. Um, but also they're like doing great like uh 
GMO techniques. They're, they're doing great GMO work just to like make agriculture more viable in places where it wouldn't. So like hardy crops or like yeah. growing in new places and like like they're trying to make sure the world eats. Yeah. So like fallout that's going to happen soon. <laughs> okay. So like the GMOs are like what will make like a semi sustainable food chain possible for like, you know, the 7 billion people on this planet. Right. Um, so yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean, there are some like concerns about like how far can you go? And like, there are other questions involved, but like, I think, yeah, on its face, like, I don't think we have a reason to be afraid of GMOs. And it's just really, like I said, it's really strange to encounter otherwise intelligent, rational people who just, like, flip out over GMOs. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, unless they've done, like, extensive research, like, real research and not, like, Wikipedia told me that it was bad. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so GMOs are definitely... That is something that people are just, like, that they, they think of as, like, spooky and scary. And, like, they're not. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, how people thought that corn syrup was worse, high, cr- high fructose corn syrup was worse than table, like just normal sugar. Tis the same, yeah. breaks down in the same, glu- like glucose in your body. Um, like, remember those commercials? They were like, oh, this has high fructose corn syrup in it. And it, one of the moms was like, sorry, Karen, it's just sugar, calm down. And she was like, oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> best. Those were so good. <laughs> she was like, simpler time. <laughs> Oh, and like, if I'm remembering correctly, like, oh, someone's at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, like, they would like come out of like, like they've come in from like out of frame, right? Yeah. It'd be like two women talking about high fructose, high fructose corn syrup, and then like a third woman would come in out of nowhere and be like, yeah, just to like get some juice, and she's like, yeah. it's just sugar. <laughs> so if you calm just down. calm down, I'm gonna go back to the party where you're neglecting your children. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like it's a whole like other conversation. Just like generally, people like don't understand like how things break down in your body, like yeah. carbs. Carbs in general, like all carbs are bad. There are simple carbs and complex carbs, and the complex ones are good for you because they they actually are like working for you. You know? Yeah. Instead of your body has carbs. to do work to break them down. Exactly. Instead of simple carbs, basically break down into glucose, <laughs> essentially. We should do a nutrition episode. We should not. I feel like that <laughs> only because I'm already triggered. <laughs> yeah, you're I right. Think, I think there's a lot of resources out there to find good nutrition. There is not one way to be uh, nutritious for you. Although I did literally, literally just read. Um, it was like, some days we're naturally hungry, hungrier than others. Some days we need to eat less. Focus on water, protein, healthy fats, and comp- complex carbs, and reduce sugar, processed food, and let your body do the rest. Basically, we need to calm down as a society with food. Like, just eat better for you and balanced, and then, like, listen to yourself. The end. Yeah. It doesn't like need to be more complicated than that, <laughs> right? Like, And I... I as a person who obsesses over like everything in terms of like weight and food, I uh, reading that was like, Oh, that's surprisingly simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So we have reached that time again, Abby, tell me what was the secret ingredient this week? 
Um, I don't know if you on Instagrams follow um, Humans of New York. It's hard to say. I don't know. Every time I say it, Humans of New York. It's like Honey. Um, but the guy's name is Brandon and he got famous for literally just walking around New York. He lived in Bed-Stuy and, um, he would be like, Hey, can I take your picture? And (laughs) sometimes it'd be a little kid. He'd be like today in micro fashion, or like, it would be like an old lady on a stoop or like a guy playing chess. And it's, he's like built his whole, just taking pictures literally to now he's in Rwanda talking about the genocide that happened there, which is so very heavy but um it's it's crazy to read just because he's talking to survivors of it and it's just insane to read like what happened and it is good for perspective especially because i am very much in my own head lately and it's like nothing can get worse than what is happening right now and i'm literally just nothing is happening to me i'm fine like i live (laughs) in this house and no one is like calling my name to come kill me because i am you know i'm black or i'm like of a certain like denomination or anything like no one's trying to murder me actively and which is basically what <laughs> happened in Rwanda and it's like it's mind-blowing to think because it's like that could never happen but it did um but shout out to him for just doing that work and for like helping keep perspective on like you did not have to live this nightmare and like I'm like super grateful for everything that I have yeah um, I do, I do love Humans of New York. I follow them, not on Instagram, but on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. I was following them both places. Then I realized, I was like, why? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I do, I do think he, um, I think it's, he's fantastic for perspective. And then also he, he does a, it's not always so heavy. It's like a good mix no. of like. Yes, he does. You but know, sometimes like, it's like, we gotta, we gotta go heavy and that's what we're doing. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does. And I mean, it's important to like, mm-hmm. you know, really look the world in the eye. And then, um, but then it's always nice when, you know, after that, he's like, he hey, shows hey. like babies and pumpkins and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, it's, it's Halloween. Okay. <laughs> look, look at this little kid dressed up in some Versace. Like, like oh, so cute. Yeah. So, um, he's doing like, I'm like super, I don't know him. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't know him, but I'm proud of him just for like, <laughs> he literally just would just like go out and take pictures. And then he started doing stuff with his girlfriend and like taking in dogs, um, like senior Uh-oh. dogs and then he would host Thanksgiving for people who didn't have anywhere to go in New York and I don't know oh. he's like amazing yay Brandon Brandon hey. right yeah Brandon yay Brandon he the best what is your secret ingredient this week my secret ingredient this week is skirts oh <laughs> I wasn't expecting that I'm okay yeah. I'm into it yeah so uh, you know occasionally I like to shop in the women's section of the store because mm-hmm. you know you guys get fun clothes that we don't get in the men's section and you get the comfortable clothes that we don't get in the women's section okay but my point is that skirts are super comfortable although i guess i should specify that i'm thinking specifically of a high-waisted knit ankle length skirt so it's kind of like an a old b lady. arthur skirt it's an old lady's <laughs> <laughs> but i bought it at zara so you know what it's fashion <laughs> Who is everything? <laughs> May she rest in peace. <laughs> it's funny because I wore that with like a long oversized cardigan. So I probably definitely absolutely look like B. Arthur. It's but... just, it's like library and fashion. 
<laughs> it definitely is liberating fashion. So, Which I'm into. Like, I'm down. <laughs> yes. So I wore it to a party, and I was just like, the whole night, I was just so comfortable. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like, it was great. Like, I was like, I can get a little breeze underneath here, so I'm not too warm, <laughs> and I'm not, like, constricted, and I can dance, and look, everything twirls. Um... <laughs> And I mean, like, this wasn't my first skirt. And I was like, these are thoughts I have every time I wear a skirt. And I was like, skirts are great. Like, everyone should be able to wear skirts. I mean, everyone is able to wear skirts. I wish everyone <laughs> felt secure to wear skirts because mm. they're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love them. And I don't care if I look like B. Arthur. I was so comfortable. <laughs> yes. And maybe uh, I'm just old and I just want to be comfortable. No, B. Arthur was ahead of her time. Um... It's fine. No, skirts are comfortable. I don't wear them enough, mostly because um, if I cannot find, like, skirts with pockets, then I'm a little limited <gasps> okay. if I want to wear them to work. Yes. Okay. So, uh, this is yes, this is true. Women's clothes don't have pockets, and it's infuriating <sighs> because I was definitely at a party on Saturday night in my great skirt, my oversized cardigan, <laughs> holding my phone and my keys in my hand because I was like, oh, I I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Why don't I have pockets? Um, so, yeah, a skirt with pockets. If you want, like, if you ever want to splurge on yourself a little bit on a skirt with pockets, like a maxi skirt, um, the website eShakti um, will custom a skirt um, to what? your height. To your height, and they'll they almost always have like a twenty five dollar off coupon or twenty five percent off coupon, or uh, they have an app as well. But um, they you will you can pick out a skirt fine, but then you can custom it like immediately, just being like, hey, I'm like ninety feet tall, or like you have long <laughs> long legs, so you need like a longer skirt. You can do that immediately. So it's pretty great. That's amazing. Oh wow, is this yeah S H? This has to be it. <gasps> They're also beautiful. They're literally great gowns. Like absolutely, <laughs> like they're really nice. Um, I've I know a ton of uh, bridesmaid dresses that have come from there. I've thought about like I've like almost pressed like ship on um a few maxi dresses, but they all have pockets. Like literally all of them. <laughs> um, I, they focus. I, yes, I was gonna say all of these pictures on the website have the women like with their hands in the pocket <laughs> because they understand what's important. <laughs> they understand. They're like yeah. oh. Oh, mm, mm, I'm going to turn to the side, but you see these pockets, though? You see them? Are you looking? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's becoming pretty much a standard thing, but it's still like a novelty to hear. <laughs> yes! I'm always excited. This is a dangerous website. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I am angry slash thank you. <laughs> Download the app. Oh, yeah, sure. Another app that makes it easy for... <gasps> <laughs> Let me log off the internet immediately. <laughs> Sorry, just just saw a yellow uh, plaid skirt. I just it's it just it's hideous, but I love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're done now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go forth and um, wash your cast iron pans and eat. <laughs> Full fat cheese and uh, don't put oil in your boiling water. Yes, thanks. Don't do it. <laughs> and also, don't be afraid of MSG. Actually, if you go to the grocery store and buy Accent, which is right there next to the salts, 
and put it in your rice. Ugh. Ooh. Just a dash or two. Yes, next level. Game changer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to our old episodes uh, at madewithmelanin.com. You can Ooh. subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts um, by searching Made with Melanin. You should leave us a review if you like us. Yes, if you please. don't like us, please move on by. <laughs> go eat your low fat cheese. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us together on Instagram at Made with Melanin Pod. And you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Made W Melanin. <laughs> Absolutely. Abby, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me all of the places having emotions at Abby Blue Jay. Emotions. <laughs> game over. Really and truly. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MichaelRXS. You can see the Ursula cake that I made, which mm. would be better than listening to me try and describe it, at ThunderThighCO on Instagram. Uh, and I think that's it for us. Yeah. We did it. We survived. We showed up. We showed up and did the thing. We did the thing. Uh, we did yes. the thing. <laughs> Go us. Yeah. All right. Bye. Good night. All right. Well, I'm going to put some spooky music right here because it's Halloween. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky scary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's love it.